And welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Heat Ratio Podcast, uh, number 53. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined by John Coker and Coach Dave Dixon. And we're fresh off a New Year's Eve celebration. It's 2019. Uh, I'm not doing any resolutions this year because I never stick to them. Uh, I could say I'm one of those gym guys. I'm going to go to the gym every day. But if people see me, they probably say, uh, yeah, maybe you should die at first. I don't think the gym's really going to help. But uh, I'm not really going to get into that. But before we get into some Eagles talk, we just created uh, on Fan Tracks uh, Fantasy Football League for the playoffs. So please go join. It's on our Twitter page at the Heat Ratio. We'll get into more of that at the second part of the show. But if you want to go check it out, please, by all means, it's free to register, free to join. And you can have some fun. See if you can beat up on me, the guru over here, uh, you know, John and uh, Coach Dave. We'll see. But 2019, the Eagles are in the playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, I, I guess you could say uh, it was intriguing the lead up to it, and then the excitement. I mean, in, intrigue against the Washington Redskins at Josh Johnson. I really didn't care. Um, you know, Nick Foles throws the pick. The game starts off a little slow. Everybody starts to think, "Uh oh, you know, are we going to do it?" But then the the biggest excitement was watching that Chicago game. You know, it's like. And I still can't believe Kirk Cousins choked again. I mean, this guy, $84 million guaranteed, okay? And he's still, he's soft. He's not a leader. He's not the guy. We'll get into that. Let's get in. We don't, do we really have to break down the Eagle and Washington game? No. Right? There's no room. Well, Washington is they're Listen, so banged up. And they they stink. Fe- right. They, they fell stink. off a cliff. We're, we're playing playoff teams now. Uh, offensive you know? line leaked a little oil a little bit in that game. They I don't, gave you know. three sacks. Yeah. Nick yeah. got hit hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, went out of the game. Subfell yeah, comes in, throws a touchdown to Aguilar. Uh, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the throw from Foles to Alshon Jeffrey, the touchdown was Bar that was insane. Great throw, great even catch, be- even at, better oh. catch. Josh Norman was draped all over. Him, yes, yeah. you know, and I don't care if it was 2012 Josh Norman mm-hmm. or 2018 Josh Norman. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. He still can't make that play. Yeah, uh, that's how good of a catch and a throw that was. But Nick Foles is a starter, obviously for the Chicago game. But you know, I thought the interesting part of the press conference with Doug P was he would not commit. After the first week, you know, he just said, you know, the question was asked, would it be Carson Wentz if he's healthy enough? Is it still going to be Nick Foles? And he said, we're going to, you know, we're Nick's our starter for the Bears game. So, which I thought was pretty interesting. I really did because if you're going to roll with Nick, wouldn't you just come out and say, Nick is our starter for the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he should be anyway. And I'm a Carson guy, but if the train keeps rolling, just keep rolling with the train, right? I mean, shouldn't that shouldn't that be what he does? Well, thinking it and saying it out loud is different. Yeah. I think that's all it is. Yes, there is no question in my mind Nick Foles is running this team through the playoffs. But the minute your head coach comes out and says that and you don't have Wentz on the IR and this and that, it, it's a you know, it's a it's a public thing. But I don't think there's any way that Foles doesn't play the season out. That's a good point. That's a good point. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I'm there's no way that Falls doesn't continue to be the starter on this team. How, how could he change? Um, but I think John's 100% nail on the head where he's being politically correct, I guess, if you will. Um, Carson's still not even on the IR. So he's – Well, obviously, for obvious reasons, right? Well, I think uh, – so, if if, it, It's if so obvious ago, if Nick gets hurt. Well, right. right. But I'm, t- I'm saying out loud to you, 
Three weeks ago, he said he's on a uh, his back injury is a three month recovery. Yes, if he's a three month recovery, then he should have went on IR immediately. But they did it on purpose, right? Just for this scenario, he's going to dress Carson Wentz. Of course, he's going to dress. Yeah, and he's going to be. This is my opinion, obviously. Um, He'll dress, and if there's an emergency use, Carson Wentz will play in a playoff game, and that's why he's not naming who's going to be the starter for the rest of the way because he doesn't know i think he carson wentz will be the backup i agree i, l- I listen, do agree and he, he should be he, he didn't be. go on ir because he could have still played if it why would you tell to, me he has a three-month injury then because why would it's you still a three-month recovery there's injuries yeah. right you know as well as uh, you're a sports yeah. guy yeah. there's injuries we could get right now that we could play with that wouldn't be fully recovered. Yeah. Right? Well, Jason Peters play with a, a, a torn, what, pectoral or bicep or bicep, something? Yeah. Well, they said it's a six week recovery, but he still played. Yeah. So there's, I mean, Matt Stafford played the whole year with a broken back. Yeah, he did. So similar, Carson Wentz, similar injury. technically, yeah. could do the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's why they didn't put him on IR. But no, I, listen, I understand. I really do. Yeah. Uh, but. I still think it just leaves you. It, it just leaves that question open. Oh yeah, right. That yeah. we can continually keep to talk about. But here's what I want to say. I want to go back on my opening statement saying no more New Year's resolutions because I do have one. <laughs> I, I I don't want to talk about Carson versus Nick anymore. I don't. What I want to do is just say, as an Eagles fan, first, we're lucky enough to have two guys that we know at any given time can win us a football game. And whether that be a playoff game, whether it be a Super Bowl, whether that be a division game, no matter what it is. Because there's teams out there that don't even have one quarterback. So I'm tired of arguing about it. Let's just say, let's just roll and see what happens. And let's win the friggin' Super Bowl. And if we do, we'll figure the rest out later. Because I'm done with it now. I, I'm I'm completely done with the back and forth and let's trade Carson and what was signed Nick. I, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Right now, we're in the playoffs. We're focusing on the Chicago Bears, so let's talk about that. Khalil Mack, how do you stop him? Or do you stop him? <laughs> you don't stop him. You just hope to contain him? Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah. You're not uh, – he's such a force and he's oh. – I mean, I don't know. I don't have stats in front of me. I don't know how many forced fumbles he has. I mean, the sacks, everything. He's always disrupting the play. I mean, bet, your best bet is to try to double-team him. But that whole defense as a whole, I mean, he's the leader. But you start putting two hats on that guy, there's going to be holes in other spots. I agree. I mean, every every Bears game I've watched this year, he has been a menace yeah. in the backfield. Uh, it's it, it's just been it's been extraordinary to watch. It really has. Chicago this year, thirty six turnovers this season, twenty seven ints, nine fumble recoveries. That's uh, big part of what Khalil Mack brings to the table. He, but to me, like um, who's the kid in Denver? Um, the number fifty eight. Um, Von Miller. Von Miller. Von Miller, prior to Khalil Mack, to me, was the closest thing to Lawrence Taylor. Khalil Mack is he, – he surpassed Von Miller to me. I, I agree. He's completely. the closest thing to Lawrence Taylor. His body type, his his strength, his speed, his motor. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. And now he lines up on both sides of the ball. Yes, too. he's, he's so, all over. So who's he going to pick? I mean, Lane Johnson – is still playing on half a leg, right? Peters is still – Peters didn't play 
against Washington, like the first series, and then he came out, and then Vitae yeah. went in. And which, so, so that would be yeah. interesting. Vitae goes into this I don't game. want to see that. We're done. Vi- no. I mean, I'm not saying not. we're – what we're I mean is – I shouldn't say we're losing. What I mean is we're concerned. I should, yeah. I should, we're, we're very concerned. So, so Lane Johnson versus J.J. Watt. Now, I know two different players, right, J.J. versus Khalil Mack, but both extraordinary pass rushers, right? Lane gave up zero sacks. Lane played phenomenal. JJ. So I'm anxious to see Khalil Mack versus Lane Johnson and see what happens there. What I think, how you get away from a superior pass rush is a lot of dink and dunk. And, 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 and they come upfield and we throw Darren Sproles, Golden Tate, middle of the field, a lot of, a lot of stuff to Ertz. That's the stuff you're going to see again. And guess who does that very well for us? Nick Foles. Very good. <laughs> so the game is going to be Chicago's defense versus the Eagles' offense. Yep. Right? I'm not – I think we need to stop the run, right? You need to stop the running game for Chicago. Well, you got to watch Tariq Cohen. Yeah, you got to he, – He's he, the scat back that, yeah. that can really hurt you. Yeah, so our linebackers – Right, are, uh, Sproles Jr. Right? Yeah, I'm not yeah. worried about Jordan Howard. Sproles in his prime. Basically. I'm worried about Tariq very Cohen. Very good. Very, very good analogy. And Sproles. what about Allen Robinson? I, you know, he didn't play last week, but obviously he's going to get up for this game. Uh, he's a really tall receiver. Avante Maddox is going to have his uh, hands Douglas full. Douglas will probably be on him. You think Rasul will be on him? Uh, Speed-wise, I, yeah, I guess Robinson's not really a burner anymore. So Those, uh, My bigger, the bigger question is Trubisky. I mean, I don't care what You worry about Mitch? No. no, my point is I don't care what receivers are out there. I don't trust him to be able to pass the ball even with a beat-up Eagles secondary. That's right. That's why you stop the run yes, and you yes. make so Mitchell come, beat you. Right. And he's not. He's going to throw some some very unorthodox throws. He's going to throw yep. a couple picks. Yep. That's what he does. You're going to right. see a lot of gadget plays against the Eagles defense. Yes, that's you what, are. That's what, that's what Nagy, Nagy does. does. Yes. Yep. So, oh, and that's what, that's what Cohen provides, too. Right. You're right. I bet you. I bet you. There's at least one like the Giants game where, where Tariq throws the ball too. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, something like that happens where him and Howard are both on the field. Trey Burton knows us pretty well, right? I mean, I know he's only Trey Burton, but he's still a guy who won a Super Bowl with us. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who knows our tendencies. No, I mean, I'm sure he's letting them guys know as well. So Nagy knows Peterson, right? Oh, yeah. They've yeah. coached together. Those falls. So, I mean, it, it just the the whole thing goes around, goes full circle. So, I think this is completely what you said, Dave. That it goes our our defense, our, our their defense against our offense. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's going to be a chess match between your boy Jim Schwartz, mm-hmm. okay, against all these gadget plays, yeah. you know, and Matt Nagy. And something I, you know, I I have to. I have two things. One for John, we'll get in later, and one for Coach Dave, who want to fire Mister Schwartz. I'm sure, and still I still do. I, I, I listen, listen. I NBC Sports Philly had a great article out the other day. Uh, they had some interesting stats in it, and I wrote some of them down, which were pretty interesting because Jim Schwartz, 35 different players on defense this year, 25 different starters, 10 different cornerbacks. Finished 12th in points allowed, nine turnovers in the last six games. That defense was balling, and not I give a special shout out to Malcolm Jenkins, right? Now you guys, there's only three guys that played that started all 16 games: Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham. I didn't know Brandon Graham, so mm-hmm. shout out to him. But how about Malcolm Jenkins playing in all 1,039 snaps, and he's played 98.4 percent of snaps since joining the team in 2014. That's one. That's insane. Stud. He and and you know I read a thing about him because I I think he's thirty three, mm. 
and he said that he went vegan last year, so it's it's helped his body uh, keep in shape. And he, this guy's a specimen, man. Yeah, he is every bit of a poor man's Brian Dawkins that we needed on his team. Remember all? Remember who was the guy we wanted instead of Malcolm? Uh, Earl Earl Tom? No. no. Um, Come on, see. I don't know. Jarius Bird. We wanted Jarius Bird from Buffalo, remember? Mm-mm. I don't remember that. Yeah, Jarius Bird was the guy we all wanted. There was two guys, Jarius Bird and TJ Ward. Right? Okay. TJ Ward was in Cleveland. Yeah. Jarius Bird was in Buffalo. Bird went to New Orleans and stunk. Oh, yeah. TJ Ward went to Denver and got cut two yeah. years later. And we signed Malcolm Jenkins to like a fan-friendly deal. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, who's this Malcolm Jenkins guy? Or like, we really want this guy. And look, look, lo and behold, yeah. he's the best guy out of the out of the, out of the threesome. Yeah. So, um, shout out to the Eagles for, for for getting him. But my my thing is, Schwartz deserves a little credit, doesn't he? Absolutely. I mean, he. I, I do. Our and nickel. I, wow, Dave. Uh, uh, but real fast, because he's a Bears guy, right? Mm-hmm. That our nickel now was a cast off from Chicago mm-hmm. and LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. This guy's played his butt off. So, yeah. was that was that a little? A little respect given to Mr. Schwartz, yeah, I, I, Coach Dave. I definitely he deserves the respect. <laughs> Absolutely, what he's done. I mean, this is my problem, and this is my this is why we're able to cast criticism, if you will. And uh, I'll tell you that, like, where was this all year? What they've been able to do? Where's it been all year? So, so it's kind of like having your kids, and you know that they're capable of doing certain things, and they just don't come through, and and you get upset. And you voice your opinion to your kids, right? Like, you know, I know you can do better than this. Same with Doug, which we had issues with, like running the football, Doug. Yep. Right? All of a sudden, now you're running, and Nick is in, and things are different. But you're capable of doing these great things, and for whatever reason, you're not doing them. I know Jim, why. Jim Schwartz, Jim Schwartz, you're capable of coaching a certain way, and you're capable of putting a product out on the field that stays aggressive, which you're known for, being an aggressive defensive coordinator. Absolutely. So why does it take your back against the wall to coach and to play a certain way? It's not his back against the wall. It's one number. It's 30. The Eagles have scored 30 points a game. He, the Eagles are an offense now that he can trust and say, I know this team's going to go out there and score 30-plus points. I so, don't disagree with that. But so I'll I add, think that's I'll why add, he's been able to coach a different way. But I'll add another number in you that okay. you ta- you said nine turnovers in the last six games. That is strict, yes. that, that That is with backup defensive backs. I agree. You're turning the ball over. Right, you're turning the ball over because you're creating pressure yes. that you didn't do against the Titans. You didn't do against. Um, but why didn't you do it? You what was the score? What, what, wait a minute, hold on. Coaching the team. No. What was the score of the Titans game? I, they lost. They gave up uh, what? What do we score? Points right. or seventeen points in the fourth quarter. Right. Or, or? So, but what do we score? 14, 17? Right. The the problem is he couldn't take the risks in order to create that pressure in order to get those turnovers because he was had an offense in front of him that couldn't score points. I disagree. You don't coach uh, def- defense because of your offense. You coach defense because you're a defensive coach and you shouldn't change who you are. Maybe he did. He did change. Right. He changed at the end of the year. He did because he knew he had an offense that he could go out there and he could well, experiment. He, he didn't know that the, that they were going to score 30 points against the Rams. He, had he more didn't of know a, that they were going to no, score 30 points against the Texans. He had more of a confidence. He had more of a confidence about him. He coached 
a different game, in my opinion. He probably did, but that's why I think he did. So it goes back to my criticism Either way, of Schwartz. Jim Schwartz stays. No, get lost. <laughs> get, get lost, Jim Schwartz. Go be a head coach somewhere else. Stop it. I, I Listen, I, I give him the respect that he's owed. I do. Because playing with those kids on your team, we we don't need, we, we still don't know defensive backs' names. And he was capable. Craig LeBlanc. Yeah. Craig LeBlanc. And Busby and, and, and Sullivan. And, Trey and, Sullivan. Yeah. They're what happened to McDougal? McDougal? Whatever happened, he fell, I think, I he fell like three times. In that. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, he couldn't stand up. McDougal's back yeah. on the practice squad. Yeah, he's back at Wally's bag and groceries. But I, I, listen, I give them both credit. Doug Peterson deserves a ton of credit keeping this mm. team together and, and, and moving them along. Still can't and, get with Doug. Well, here's the thing. Doug Peterson allowed these this team to rest during the season. They're talking about it now every every radio broadcast is talking I know. about them, him listening to his players. That's a big deal. And not being this rigid coach that says it's my way or the highway. Like he Mike, listens. Like Mike Tomlin's doing out there in Pittsburgh or we'll right. get in later. Yeah, like like running Philly Philly. Like That uh, wasn't him running Philly Philly. He listened to his coach. He listened to his quarterback. Yeah, he Nick. Sig- he, he listened to Nick. Hey, so, you want to run Philly Philly? And he was like, he was questioning uh, himself. Do I really want to run this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, you let's know do what? it. Yeah. Let's do it. Exactly. And then, and then he thought about it and he wanted to grab him back. Yeah, he's probably like, no. But he, <laughs> and he went, ran off. <laughs> he, went with his, he went with the quarterback. Nah, you're his right. player's suggestion. You're right. And, and that's what you get with this guy. And Schwartz, like I said to, in the beginning of the conversation, I give him all the credit in the world. But, you know, we know what you're capable of. Be more consistent. That's my problem. I agree. When you're when you're not playing yourself like what you're capable of, I I'll, I'm going to have an opinion about that. Like I know what you're capable of, so do it. Be consistent at it. If we need to produce turnovers by by blitzing, then blitz every now and again. Disguise it. We talked about in the beginning of our, doing our podcast in this season, like what the old, late great Jim Johnson used to do. You know, show different coverages, blitz from a different way. That's what Schwartz is doing differently now. He's doing it. He's blitzing different ways. And Michael Bennett is playing out of his mind, and he's getting the 80% of snaps that he wanted to. Out of his mind. Their D-line is, is come together and, and and has played well and produced pressure just on a four-man blitz, too, which has been great. But Brandon Graham is showing that he is healthier now than he was in the beginning of the season. And you're getting guys like Trayvon Hester. Who the hell is that? I, right, I don't yeah. even know Number where he came. ninety, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden now, mm-hmm. he he, you know, he's he's got a presence. Jernigan came back, Jernigan. provided a little boost, which we we thought, you know, we talked in the beginning of the year and said this is one of the most important guys on that defensive line, you know, next to Traf- uh, next to Fletcher Cox, yeah. in order to create uh, a spark to get away from a double team on Fletcher. So. Mm-hmm. Listen, man. This is this is going to be a great game. Four o'clock, four forty mm-hmm. Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I should be home about halftime. Sucks. I got to work, but Ooh. yeah, yeah. You know, some people got to make the money every now and then. You know what I mean? Yep. Podcast name for everybody. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, all I'm saying is, if he gets a head coaching job, he's going to get interviews. Yeah. I really do think he's going to get. I mean, with all. You know, the whole NFL coaching carousel, we'll get into it in a little bit. Uh, some of these guys, I was really shocked to lose their job. But, and Doug, he outlasted all of them, right? Yeah. Adam all Ga- the guys. Adam Gase. Adam Gase mm-hmm. Dirk Cotter. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly. 
right? All these guys. Uh, I think Vance Joseph was one of those guys too, if I'm not mistaken. The Denver coach. Yeah, he was hired after. After, okay. Uh, but Dougie P. Who would have thought Doug P. was the guy? Mike Lombardi wouldn't have thought it. Wow, Mike Lombardi still eating those words, right? <laughs> hey, I'm eating words too because I still I'm calling him Mike McCarthy. Well, no, I, I, it, it, you, you know, know what, what I'm saying. So there's nothing wrong with being critical. Everybody, like, out of 32 teams, we were the only team that interviewed Doug Peterson as the only coach. one. So uh, we got lucky. Well, you're. I'm glad you said that because that's what I was going to say. We got lucky because Jeffrey Lurie wanted a safe guy. He wanted a guy after Jeff finally said we're going to go all in on Chip, something Jeff doesn't normally do. He went. He took the risk. It burned him, and he said, "I'm never doing that again." Who can I get to be the closest clone to Andy Reid as yeah. I can get? That's Doug Peterson. Give me that snuggly blanket. Yes, get me the guy. Comfortable. Yep, with. just like Andy is yeah. out there with the Hunt family. And guess what? Yeah. Andy. May never win a Super Bowl. Andy's going to Green Bay next year. No way. <laughs> no way. They just reached John's out. shaking his head. Josh McDaniels. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't see that either. What do you think, John? You, 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 I mean, you, you have all this turmoil going on in Pittsburgh right now, and we'll get to that. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, it seems like every year there's some kind of yeah, carnival going on par, in Pittsburgh yeah, land. It's par for the course. The, <laughs> season ends in a debacle. All the competitors are ticked off. They speak before they think, and who knows what will turn up in another six months. So so what are we thinking? We uh, Are we in agreement birds win this game? Yeah, I, I absolutely. How about you, John? Uh-oh. I heard a stat. Uh-oh. I, th- I, uh, I don't even want to quote it, but basically the number one ranked defense has won the first round of the playoffs more frequently than they haven't. I don't know if it was like nine of the past 11 years or something around I love that. these stats. Listen, and it, it, it's That's by the, no means going to be an easy task. I got a stat for you. Ready? Yeah. Start winning Super Bowl quarterbacks. Are we talking stats? Yeah. I love it, too. That's why I said that. So, <laughs> winning Super Bowl quarterbacks – Against first time quarterbacks in, in the playoffs. playoffs. Yep. Nine and one record. Yeah. For I, the I, Super listen, Bowl winning quarterback. It's a, See, Coach Dave, we should have just came with a pocket full of stats and then we could have battled out. You know what I mean? Because you just canceled out, you know, my stats. Yeah, because that's a better stat. <laughs> yeah, in our favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. But listen, it, Soldier Field. Obviously, I'm guessing it's probably going to be about a balmy 38 degrees. That's what they said. You know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a little crosswind action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake El- Hey, by the way, so you got Jake Elliott in the kicking game. Do you guys happen to see that uh, video with that Jonathan Allen from the Redskins? Kicking his ball before What's the game. What's wrong with him, dude? Yeah, I love that then, stuff. But here's the thing. Then Washington, after they got embarrassed, they that, that's like their, their trophy today. They throw it on Twitter like, hey, look what we did to the Eagles kicker after yeah. we just lambasted them all over the field, right? Yeah. Oh, what a joke of a franchise Washington is. It yeah. really is. But, yeah, I didn't know if you've seen that. That was a little hilarious. I thought that was funny. But speaking of, I, listen, Eagles, obviously, they're our team. Uh, we got a bunch of other games to watch as well um, as we're going forward. But before we look at them, what about all these coaches that got fired? If, if, was there any anybody? I thought Adam Gase was – I was shocked at Adam Gase. That's just my opinion. Uh, and the guy in uh, Arizona, who Steve Wilkes, 
They got one one season. I mean, would, did you figure it out that you didn't want them after one season? I mean, it's a little rough. Yeah, I mean, and and, and you had a rookie quarterback out there mm-hmm. who's just beginning to learn. Uh, so it's very, very, very interesting to see how many lost their job. What Look, would? Well, go ahead. What, I no, I don't know enough about the Arizona Cardinals, Wilkes, me neither. And all this, but I I will tell you what I could see. They bring in a coach. They think they have Sam Bradford as their starter, oh, right or there's wrong. The, there, right or there's wrong. There's the problem. That was the, acqui- that was the acquisition, and that was the intent. So you have a first-year guy coming on with a brand-new quarterback who doesn't pan out. Look, they may have ha- thought he was the coach if he had a veteran quarterback un- under center. True. Now, all of a sudden, you get Rosen, who is clearly not ready for the NFL yet, gets thrown into the mix. Look, you got you're going to have the same problem next year, so you might as well get rid of the coach because you ain't getting rid of Rosen yet. Yeah, but isn't isn't the whole point of of embedding your philosophy within the team? So I mean, it takes longer than a season. I mean, how many coaches come in and win in their first year with a rookie quarterback? Oh, I don't disagree, but has he ever had a head coaching job before? No, and that's the reason why he's out after one year. If it was some other guy that had five years under his belt, yeah, you give him a longer. Right or wrong, I, I see why he did it. Is that guy really going to turn around this franchise? I don't know, but you you didn't, never even give him a fair chance. I mean, you, this bad. guy life, comes life in the room, life, right? Life ain't fair. Right, but he <laughs> blows you away, right? He blows you away with this interview about this system that he wants to run predicated on Sam Bradford, which you're saying. Okay, that's the acquisition they made. Pre- predicated on your Pro Bowl, highly compensated running back who's supposed to be healthy, who have a Big problem with David Johnson right now because I don't want to hear it was the system. I Listen, dude, if you're that good, if you're LaDainian Tomlinson, if you're Le'Veon Bell, if you're one of them guys, you make that team better. You you don't just bury yourself it, 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 you know, along the way. And, and that's what he did. Well, they, uh, you make that the, team better. Yes, but the, the team did not utilize David Johnson for the first five to six weeks, and that's why they fired their offensive coordinator. Okay. When Leftwich came – I believe it was Leftwich. Byron Leftwich. When Leftwich came in, David Johnson, I'm not saying he put up his Pro Bowl season, but he absolutely turned it around big time and really made improvements to his game. I'm not saying that it necessarily improved the – Yeah, but he was still still getting a rock, John. Yeah, in the second half. But Josh, nobody respected freaking Josh Rosen. Okay, he's he's thrown for 160 yards on a good day. Yeah, I so mean, what's that tell you? Okay, so so okay, I'll play. Dude, De- hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll play devil's advocate. So let's take Denver this year. So Philip Lindsay's an undrafted free agent, right? Undrafted rookie free agent who comes in with Case Keenum who blows. Okay, so you mean to tell me everybody's respecting Case Keenum, right? Well, Philip Lindsay for the first 12 weeks running all over the field. So that just kills your argument. So if everybody wasn't complete- worried about Josh Rosen, so why was everybody worried about Case Keenum? Right, that coach Kate- got fired too. Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well, let's clarify yeah. that. <laughs> but he got two seasons at least. Yeah. Case Keenum's also he's he's at least been there. He's, oh. he's he's done it. I'm not saying he's good at all. All right, there are different teams. Look, I don't know what the offensive lines like in Arizona. I'm not I'm not here to say. Well, you just Arizona- said he started playing better. They did start playing Okay, better. so what they get to O-line? The facts are, when the offensive cha- offensive coordinator changed, they played better. Josh Rosen cannot manage that team. I believe, oh, no, I, I completely I believe agree. Case Keenum can do a Joe Flacco and be able to manage a team if you have a stellar defense and a good run game. 
and I think that's what the difference is. It could be. I just I just think it's a little weak to to fall behind the rookie quarterback. No one respects some kind of deal because well they shouldn't uh, have put him in. Listen, I mean Ed, that's poor decisions from the get go. Listen, he was still he was still drafted high, okay. And you watch rookie quarterbacks like Josh Allen, like Sam Darnold. Okay, and I just watched Elijah McGuire run all over the field. Uh, Isaiah Crowell run all over the field. Uh, a guy, I don't even know who the guy was in, in Buffalo after Shady uh, McCoy, yeah. right? He's running all over the field. Uh, these are rookie quarterbacks. Well, listen, you got you brought up Josh Darnold. The, the, Which one, Josh? Or, jo- Josh Darnold or, or, or Sam, Sam Allen? Sam, uh, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> Sam Darnold. <laughs> So Sam Darnold, he they were four and twelve, the Jets, and, and right. Darnold's finished three and thirteen. So I mean, so that's what I'm saying. I, to, to base the argument, and it's not just John's argument, but it's a lot of people I had this conversation with on Twitter that say, "Oh, it's because David Johnson had a bad year because he had no bad quarterback play." I disagree. I completely disagree. You cannot just tell me it's so because of bad saying? quarterback play. I'm just saying maybe he just he. What I'm saying is that offense muddled along, right? So because that offense muddled along, didn't seem too productive. Larry Fitz was was he was actually injured a lot at the beginning of the year. That David Johnson fell right into that and kind of maybe got lazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe like ah, you know we're not doing anything anyway. So well, I'm just going to go through the motions. He got paid, got a big big deal in the off season, and he was working towards that. Just saying, maybe maybe he took a little couple plays off every now and then. That's all I'm saying. You know, and don't tell me that players don't do that because they do. Uh, so I, I'm just saying, I, I he's one of my bounce back players for next year. But I just think that we cannot just have the premise that just because there's a rookie quarterback, everybody else is going to stink now. Because that listen, you, and that's, that's you're made, you're paid handsomely to be that quarterback safety valve, right? You're paid handsomely for that. So you didn't do your job. Who? That's all I'm saying. David Johnson didn't do his job, and I think Josh Rosen didn't do his job. But he's a rookie, so it's you. All right, and you just said about Sam Darnold. Josh Rosen in 14 games threw for 2,200 yards, not even 400 attempts. Okay. Sam Darnold 13 games, 2,800 yards. So he threw for 600 more yards. But I'm saying that's my, that's not crazy. In one less game, yeah, that is pretty damn crazy. When you're talking about a team that stinks so bad. That's a big difference in what your quarterback. So who is Rosen throwing to? Exactly. Even even better, Larry Fitzgerald year after year after year, hundred catches. What do you have this year? He was hurt, dude. Hurt. Tell me how many. I bet you only played twelve games. And what did he do in those twelve games? He wasn't crazy. He didn't go off. He's terrible this year. He's also thirty-five years old. And and the other guy, Randy Seals so Jones, is he was thirty four years old. Josh Rosen's passing for 120, 140, 150 yards a game. I mean, that's the end story. They were Larry Fitz had sixty nine catches and played all sixteen games. Well, then how come? And, and and I know this might be a stretch, but how come Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, who isn't going to play, who isn't going to pass for three hundred yards, running quarterback, right? Doesn't matter. It does when he's getting 100 yards on the ground. But what I'm asking is how come they can throw Gus Edwards out there and he can play well? That's a whole different scheme. Uh, yeah, but I, it's listen, a whole different scheme. I'm sticking up for DJ. Oh, that, no, you're trying to you're trying to <laughs> dump on DJ. No, I'm, I'm sti- dumping on Rosen. I, 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 well, that's what I mean. I, I'm sticking up for Rosen. You're dumping on DJ. Yes. Whatever. 
Well, All right, so let's go back to the coaches' <laughs> vacancies. Yeah, so who would be your most attractive landing spot? If you're a coach right now, let's play let's play us both ways. What Cleveland. What, right, I agree. And what would be if you were a franchise looking for a coach out of the candidates out there, even though I'm not a huge retread guy, but who would be one of your guys? Who would be the guy you would zone in on? For Cleveland? No, just a I'm coaching saying, candidate. Yeah, if you're if you're uh, an owner, if you're a GM, and that's a question too. How about all these? Notice how none of the GMs get fired hmm. that have hired these guys year after yeah. year. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Well, let's go. Let's do this for a second. I, yeah. I just want to do. Ban- I love Bengals coaching vacancies. Bengals, Denver, Cleveland, yep. Tampa Bay, Cardinals, Miami, New York Jets, and the Packers. I, it's got to so be far. between Green Bay and Cleveland. As the most attractive. Sure. Right? Yeah. Maybe Tampa as a third. I mean, you got some quarterback issues out there, but yeah. you know, you're talking about climate. They haven't they mm-hmm. have a couple nice young pieces on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh but even Miami. Miami needs a rebuild though. Tannehill's not the guy. Uh you're gonna need to get yourself a quarterback. But I thought Gase was a pretty good coach, man. I, I'm really surprised. Um, I really He'll get am. another coaching job. I think. Oh, he definitely a head will. Coaching job. I, I think. think Gase will get one. McCarthy. He already said no to Tampa Bay. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, Mike McCarthy said no to Tampa Bay. So who's the GM at, in uh, Cleveland again? He's um, Dorsey. Uh, Dorsey. He was from Green Bay. Yep. Went to KC. Yep. And yeah, so McCarthy I think that's a match made in McCarthy heaven. McCarthy might be a legitimate pick to go there. Yes. Right. I agree. Um, <clears throat> Who is the most eligible? I mean, in college, uh, the kid from Oklahoma, um, he's not. He's staying. He just signed, re-signed with Oklahoma. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know who is the most uh, sought after. Yeah, like there's not like a Kyle Shanahan right now. I mean, I know McDaniel's name comes up. Yeah. Uh, well, McDaniel in an interview has to be like the, the GMs and the owners interviewing him has to be like, what happened last year? With the Colts. Yeah, you backed out. What makes me say I'm going to pick you, and then yep. you back out, and now I'm searching for another quarterback or coach again. I agree. Although Indy, with him leaving, they got a gem, in my opinion, with Frank, Frank Reich. Reich. You're, yeah, he really screwed us over. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but uh, no, man, I, I just, I, I think it's, I agree with you. It's Cleveland. And I think that I, I think the most attractive guy out there has to be Mike McCarthy. And I'm not saying I'm not a McCarthy guy. There's two names though I think that I, I heard Picano's name get thrown around. Which I'm oh, not yeah. a Chuck Picano guy, uh, but two names: Bruce Arians, mm. who wants to come back. Oh, he does now. Yeah, and and Kubiak. I love yeah. Gary Kubiak. I don't know. If, well, you would think Kubiak would go back to Denver then, right? Yeah. Well, that's I I see that as maybe or maybe he just says, uh, you, you you never know what Elway's thinking out there. Mm-hmm. You really don't. Mm-hmm. But how about the other surprising move I want to bring up before we get into our fantasy talk? Mike Mayock. Oh, GM as of a the GM Raiders. and a Raider. Love it. So I love Mike Mayock. Ray, I'm telling you, you guys, you, you talked about Gruden and how whatever he stinks and all this stuff. Uh, all those draft picks he oh, can pile. and now you got Mike Mayock who does nothing but study. Now, all, we know that the draft is a roll of dice, right? Right. But Ma- Mike Mayock, <laughs> to me, like, who's the other idiot on ESPN that we all hate? Mel Kuyper. Like, Mel Kuyper. Go, go lay an egg, Mel Kuyper. <laughs> hey, Mayock, John, there's going to be an opening, by the way, for... Draft analyst. There we go. Uh, there you go. Oh, Coker. Beautiful. John Coker. <laughs> and Dion. Oh, my God. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> 21 and prime. Prime yeah. time. <laughs> but nah, man, it's a great move. I uh, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really loved it. Yeah. You're gonna see you're gonna see Nick Foles playing quarterback for John Gruden. Wow. You're gonna get more draft picks for You Derek imagine Carr. that? Car's gonna be traded. Where's Carr going? Carr will go play quarterback in Miami. That's that's exactly what I was gonna say. And before we, we end the NFL talk, because we've got to pick our games. Exactly. I have to give you a little apology. Me? Yeah, because I am so I off. Bet, I better date I this. am so off the Marcus Mariota wagon now. Thank you. That dude, oh. Oh. I'm talking game. Play and you're in. Win and you're in. And you got a stinger and you're not playing. I'm sorry. I risk further damage. If that's not an agent talking through your player, I don't know what is. That was ridiculous. They throw Blaine Gabbard out there. Are you kidding me? So guess what, Marcus? Bye bye. I, you know what? I'm done, Marcus. Just that contract. Yeah, that, that 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 that's that's no heart to me, See, man. And, and sorry. That, and on that note, now I now that you hate Mariota, now I can move <laughs> on to now I can move on to Josh Rosen. I picked. <laughs> yeah, that Josh I, is your I, guy. I, yeah, I picked my uh, new enemy. Oh, that's great. That's great. All right, so let's let, let's look at these games real fast. Indiana, Indiana, Indianapolis, and Houston. Uh, obviously, Houston home playoff game. Uh, they've been playing pretty well. Got a decent defense. Indianapolis has been playing great as well. Uh, they have a nice young defense. Darius Leonard's playing out of his mind, uh, which is a great thing for them. Frank Reich has been uh, game plan has been unbelievable. He's revitalized Andrew Luck. Marlon Max a nice running game going. You know, there's a lot of lot of pieces out there. You know, T. Y. Hilton obviously is a mainstay. Eric Ebron he likes the tight ends. I'm going Indianapolis. How about you? I am going with the Texans. Wow. Home. Three, about, three point win. Th- three points. How about you, Dave? Going to Colts. I like the Colts. I'm, I'm picking Frank Reich over the Texans and a lot to do with healthy doses of Marlon Mack. Healthy doses of Marlon Mack. And I like I think, that. And I believe the Texans will limit Marlon Mack, turn the game one dimensional, and if they get pressure on luck, it's going to be tough for them to uh, overcome it. I like that. Two two solid solid you know analysts going back and forth. I like that. What about Seattle and Dallas? I think my opinions on the game. I think Dallas is way overrated. Not because I'm a Dallas hater and I'm a Philadelphia Eagle guy, but I just don't. I think they backdoored themselves in that division. Okay, they're not as good as the record speaks. I like Seattle, the way they're playing. Russell Wilson, again, you know, Pete Carroll just throws everything on Russell Wilson's shoulder every year, and the guy just produces. His receivers are getting healthy. Doug Baldwin's healthy again. Lockett's playing out of his mind. And this Mike Davis, Chris Carson, back and forth, this run game has been phenomenal. So, you know, Bobby Wagner is a stud on the defense side of the ball. Uh, absolute stud. Dallas, they have their stud linebackers. They have Zeke. But I, if to me, this game comes down to Seattle and Russell Wilson against Dak and Dallas, and I'm going Russell Wilson 100 times to none. What about you? I'm with you on that 100%. You're, you're, we're going to go playoff time, and you're gonna, we're going to choose quarterbacks. Yep. And I'll take Russell over Dak any day of the week. Yes, I hate the Cowboys too, uh, but I'll give them their just due. They, they've played – Great defense, um, but I just believe that Seattle's offense, uh, and I said in the beginning of the year that 
when we were doing fantasy stuff, just to remove Seattle's offense yeah. completely off of the fantasy charts. They have truly revitalized themselves, and Chris Carson has a lot to do yes, with their, their offensive success. Baldwin, is is he the most underrated receiver in the league, in, in anybody's opinion? You know what? He, he is very, very underrated. He always has been, I think, because he's not a flashy guy, yeah. and he's not a guy who's really, you know, He's out in the media. He, he's he got paid. Yeah. But he's just, he has that connection with Russell. Uh, yeah. And he makes some phenomenal catches. Yes. I'm picking Seattle. What about you, John? I'm going to go to Seattle. One point win. Trifecta. Well, he always says there a one point win. One point win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we go for a rematch of a couple weeks ago. Baltimore at home against the L.A. Chargers. Uh, they made Phillip Rivers look silly that game. That defense really stymied him a little bit. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon came back, wasn't 100% healthy. He limped off the field last game, so he's still not 100% healthy. That defense out there is balling in Baltimore, but I have to say, this comes down to quarterback play, and I don't think that they're going to stymie Phillip Rivers once again. I'm going with the road team, and I'm going Chargers to beat Baltimore. What about you guys? I'm going Chargers as well. Well, um, oh. half of that is uh, bitterness. <laughs> hey. uh, now it, it's going to be a close game. Look, Baltimore won the last game they played. Same storyline, but I think San Diego. Oh, I think Los Angeles. <laughs> we'll we all say that San Diego. We'll think. I, I think uh, Los Angeles will will get their act together. I mean, I agree. Look, it's it's still the the play the play action or um you know what I mean that's hand the ball off you know Lamar do, don't do it Lamar Jackson it, like that that's the whole seven game minute play. drives that's the whole, whole game play and yes the way you beat this team is to make Lamar throw the ball which he did successfully the last game but it's still not Joey Bosa bad. has to come up big in this game yeah well, what do you think that, coach the whole defense oh yeah definitely I, I'm. You guys nailed it. I, I agree. But my question mark, I have it written down. Lamar Jackson in a playoff game. Rookie I, I just, quarterback. Rookie quarterback versus Phillip Rivers and and you just named Bosa. I think their defense is going to have to stop Lamar. That's your game plan, right? So they're going to hit him. And this is where this is I'm I'm so anxious to see the flags that are thrown because quarterbacks are going to get drilled from the, now on. And people are, and defensive coaches will say, we'll take the penalty. You knock a quarterback out of the game in playoffs, that's the name of the game. I'm yep. sorry to tell everybody that doesn't understand the game quite yet, but kill the quarterback is still the name of this game. And Lamar Jackson running and throwing, you're going to see him get hit every different way. Um, and I'm picking the Chargers because I picked them from the beginning of the year to be the AFC representative in the Super Bowl, and I'm still sticking with the Chargers. I like it. I like it. Now, do we have to do the Philly-Chicago game? I think we already did that. Yeah, I'm picking Chicago. Um, I mean, <laughs> Mickey Mantle. Yeah, Mickey. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I'm going birds. Got to go birds. No dub bears. Now we're going birds. What about you, John? You, you hop on the bird you wagon. Know what? I'll just go with short birds. Let's Come go. on, go birds. Yeah. Go birds. Let's so funny. We were root for Chicago last weekend. Now it's yeah, they're going down. And took over FedEx Field, by the way. That was that crazy. Is, you imagine that is such a violation. How for do you any- how do you not see that as a, as a player saying how well the fans travel 
the Eagles fans travel. Yep. They support their team. You hear that, Manny and Bryce? Yeah. You hear that out there? Just very, just, very know, supportive. Take, 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 take notes, Bryce. Take notes, Manny. That's what we do. So, That's what we do out here as a fan base. Tony, uh, we're four for four together. John has won stipulation where he picks Texas yep. over the Colts. We picked all road teams. Yeah, it's, check that out. All road teams to oh, win. So First odds are that's not going to happen. Very so uh, let's unlikely. Just, uh, as long as the, the last road dog of the Eagles win, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, not a big deal. But we got to go in a little fantasy talk here. Uh, I wanted to start this a little sooner, uh, but uh, we didn't get to it, which is fine because uh, we're a very – uh, opinionated bunch, which is great. Uh, makes for some good entertainment. Uh, we are going to start doing more shows, fantasy centric. So uh, everybody, listen up. And again, the fan track site. Okay, if you go on our heat ratio page at the heat ratio on Twitter, uh, Coach Dave will tweet it out as well. P, uh, John PGH thirty six, Coach Dixon three six five uh, at Tikatilla twenty three. Our personal pages, and it'll be a link there. You go to it; it's free. You register. Boom, we can have up to 200 slots. Uh, it, uh, again, it's free. It's fun. See if we can uh, all take down Mr. Mister Fantasy Coker over there. So what I want to ask is this was a very, uh, I would say strange, but I'll say peculiar year because I just, I, this fantasy year had so many ups and downs. And every year I come into fantasy and I play fantasy baseball, you play fantasy baseball. Uh, and we're going to get Coach Dave into fantasy baseball. And what it is is fantasy baseball is a week-to-week product constantly. You know, you ride the hot hand, right? You have maybe top three or four guys in your roster. Everything else is interchangeable. Football is starting to become like that in fantasy. I, I've played guys this year on rosters I would have never played before. I went matchups over guys I would have never done before. Uh, there are very few studs anymore that you can rely on it's crazy so with that being said surprise players of 2018 guys that you went into the draft not even expecting to pick or late round sleepers and became studs i'll give you my my number one guy is Philip Lindsay, a guy who wasn't really on everybody's radar. Everybody wanted Royce Freeman. Everybody said Royce Freeman's going to be the guy. And Philip Lindsay was a surprise, except for the last couple weeks. He kind of boned people, uh, me included. Uh, you know, I don't know if that was a, you know, Case Keenum effect, like John likes to say. Uh, I'll get into that argument again later. But uh, he didn't really uh, produce the way he was producing the first 12, 13 weeks. What about you? A surprise player for you? I've got a, I got a ton. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. So I mean, give me three. Give me a quarterback, I, back, and receiver. Uh, okay. I mean, quarterback, I'm giving you two. Two bad. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Oh. They don't even need to talk about Yeah, him. you're absolutely Truthfully, right. Baker Mayfield has impressed me so much as a rookie quarterback. I called it. You're right here. Baker's I, I my guy. Watching him, he has really, really <laughs> yeah. impressed me. Did you see that throw? He threw on both feet. He didn't even move. Like yeah. He threw the ball 50 yards to Landry for a touchdown. He was getting chased out of the pocket against Baltimore week seven, last week. He was getting chased, went back and forth, stood still, didn't move his legs, and just threw all back and arm. 50-yard spiral to, to Landry. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes. 27 TDs for Baker Mayfield yep. this year. Yep. Uh, in Cleveland. Yep. So th- th- to think that he's not going to hit 30-plus next year is crazy. Who else you got, yep. All right, running back, I mean, 
Lindsay, you got to go with. But I, I'm I'm going with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's Nick another Chubb, guy. I like you know he was. I was. He was big, number two, right? He, yeah, and I wasn't big on him. He even when Hyde was there, he looked slow when he would come in. Yeah, and I don't know. He turned it. He turned around the corner. That, yeah, as soon as they traded Hyde, I went and picked him up, and uh, the rest is history. Yep. Receiver, I got to go with my man. Team MVP of the Steelers, Juju. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. That, that I, guy, I like it. He he really stepped up his game. And, and granted, you know, in, in case Antonio Brown's listening out there, it's because uh, you took all the double coverage away from him. So. Yeah, it's 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 the truth. I know it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. It really is. How about you, Dave? So I'm surprised, running back wise, that you didn't go with James Conner. No one knew what James Conner was capable of, and a lot of Maybe people got even, burnt on oh, a Le'Veon yeah. Bell thing. Yeah, well, I was definitely one of them. I drafted Lev Bell and wasn't able to pick up James Conner for some reason. I think it was a family issue there. Oh, where, where, one of those, yeah, one of those deals. Yeah, but um, a little conspiracy there. But James Conner. <laughs> No one knew what James Conner was capable of. No one. Not, no one in Pittsburgh. I, I Even though he went to the University of Pittsburgh, I get all that. But I thought he played, uh, I, you know, his story. I love James Conner because of his story, what he's overcome in life. And um, what he produced on the football field this year was very, very special. So my guy is James Conner. Can, can I just elaborate on one thing? And this isn't even Steelers-centric necessarily. Fine. But – you look at you know what you said Le'Veon Bell was the best, and you say James Conner, and then you look Jalen Samuels comes in, and he's a beast. So what does that really say about the running back position, though? Oh, I mean, we, we've been talking. That's a that, NFL, that's a long whatever. argument, man. Right. It's it's not the guy that's behind the line. It's the line. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not guys that are better than most or a little. A little. I think it's a comfort level too, though. If you're a coach, right? If you're a head coach, do you want to flop? every couple of years with a rookie or would you rather just get that cohesion with the guy you feel comfortable with for five years yeah and i you know if he's that talented yep. right so i think that has to but it's a good point yeah the I line believe... in the, the line in the offense you're that, right that, i mean that plays in that's not just Steelers. that's any team you yeah. look at the teams that run the ball yeah. you look at the teams that throw well i mean that's just that's that's what it is so i believe it's definitely that combination i think in in pittsburgh it's their system i think teams still don't want Antonio Brown and Juju and Roethlisberger to beat them. So that's why they are a comparable run team because you have to be worried about the pass. You look at all the top running teams in the NFL right now, and and I would say the majority have a a quality quarterback to where teams have to play both sides of the ball, and they'd rather give up the run game than the pass game. What about the look at the Rams? Yep. Girl goes out and C.J. Anderson comes yep. up the trash Fresh, heap. Freshly signed uh, C.J. Right. Anderson. And he's running all over the place. Th- third team this year. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. You got anybody, You got any, any, any other names for us? Because I got one. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll... How do we not Adam Thielen? I knew, I knew yeah. you were going right? to You yeah. got to yeah. go Adam Thielen because yeah. here's a guy. He did slow down, though. He did slow down the pace, you know. But here's a guy drafted in what, maybe the fifth, sixth round? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm looking at what he ended up the number seven receiver. I don't think he was drafted. Uh, yes, he was. Uh, yeah, he was drafted. He, what league oh, are you in? In fantasy, he was yeah, drafted. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the NFL. Oh, no, 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 yeah. He, I'm sorry. He, That's he ended right. up the number seven receiver, and I think I had him ranked around 12th or 13th going into the year. So, that's. I mean, it was a – yeah, he, he definitely – but the first few weeks of the season, the first half of the season, he was, he was a beast. 
I, I agree. And, and you know what? And that's, he was unreal. That's the name of fantasy football, too, because you think, oh, I got Adam Thielen, everything's fine, and you're 7-1 and one or 6-2 yep. and two through eight weeks. And no, I ain't tra- trading Adam, Adam Thielen. I'm not trading him. I'm riding with him. And then he puts in the second half that he did, and all those 6-2 and two teams. That were riding that. Yep. Uh, riding that. Yep. Look, fall out of the playoffs. I mean, you you do have to ride the hot hand. You got to get you got to get hot at the right time, just like NFL. And my and last guy, and we'll go on uh, bounce back players, but got to go Andrew Luck. One hundred percent. Right. I mean, here's a guy who we we I, I thought his shoulder was going to fall off. I I honestly didn't think he would ever be the guy he was. And I mean, you, you hear the stories with Frank Reich, the revitalization that's going on in the locker room out there, in the film study, or you know, after after hours, this guy just wants to learn, 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 learn. And it's showing it on the field. So Andrew Luck's another guy in fantasy who you relied on week to week. Who's was throwing up those 30s and 40s again that we didn't really think were possible. So Lost, lost it, in the semis because of the one poor performance, but that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, exactly. Goal exactly. is to get to the playoffs, and then, hey, it's, it's a crapshoot. Well, on the other side of the crapshoot is when you, get, you draft a guy like Lev Bell, Mm-hmm. Or my biggest bounce back guy would be David Johnson, who does absolutely nothing. And you could see it. Like with David Johnson, you've seen it like week one. It's like, okay, first week. Week two, uh, week three, week. Now you're week six. When do we start to get concerned here? When do we finally say, uh-oh, panic alarm. He, I think he bounces back tremendously next year. And my another guy for me is AR. Aaron Rodgers had a down year. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of stuff going on in Green Bay. Obviously, you play with half a leg for, what, seven weeks because yeah. uh, of Khalil Mack. So, listen, at the end of the day, he will still be the Aaron Rodgers we know. Uh, Devontae Adams had a huge year this year. Uh, Aaron Jones finally solidified the run game a little bit. They trusted him. So, new coach next year, new system. I think that team will be stronger than ever on the offensive side of the ball. And for fantasy purposes, I think Aaron Rodgers has you bounce back next year. What about you guys? Bounce back, guys. I, I got to go Leonard Fournette. Uh, where well, and where he winds up. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Tom Coughlin don't mess around. Yeah, I know. I love it. I know. I love it. Good but for him. It, but, yeah. He's another injury-prone player. No, where yeah. he goes, he goes to Miami. I think he goes to Miami. I you know what? I don't know what Miami does. I, I really don't know. I'm just saying, if, if you think about it, if he goes to Miami, and who's the quarterback you said would go to Miami? Carr. Carr. Derek Carr, and, and you never know. They, you know, they, they they still need a receiver out there. Stills and Parker ain't the guy. But, uh, but no, you're right. Fournette, if he could stay healthy, he, he's a top five back. He really is. About you, Dave? You got any bounce back guys? Right? Who you got? Lev Bell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the obvious one, right? Yeah, I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to say Lev Bell to the Eagles. I mean, uh, and uh, yeah. Lev Bell to the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles train. Yeah, I like it. So that, that once he goes through all his legal things with the NFL, he'll, he'll become a free agent. Correct? Yes. Yep. So yeah. he'll be up for the highest bidder. For, oh, there's all kinds of scenarios and i think in th- i mean the, uh, the steelers i believe can franchise them for 20 they, plus million dollars they can if they have a trade worked out or something along those lines but more than likely yeah they they won't tag them so as we sit here now because we've got about five minutes left on the show 
and, and I want to do these topics because I'm, I'm curious because I think there's going to be a lot of uh, difference of opinions here. And we're going into 2019. Obviously, we're not talking about rookies because we don't know who's going to be drafted. We don't know the free agent class or who's going to flop back and forth. And we're just looking at the overall spectrum as a whole. If I said to you, your top five quarterbacks for fantasy football 2019, who are they? I'll go mine. All right? I'm going Mahomes first. I'm going Deshaun Watson second. I'm going Aaron Rodgers third. I'm going Andrew Luck four. And I'm going Matt Ryan five. Wow. You like that. And I'll tell you real fast because we don't have time to really, but I'll tell you what, Aaron's coming back huge next year. Okay? I think Breeze takes a kind of little bit step back next year. I think Matt Ryan just, again, they, they fired that whole staff out there except Quinn. He got rid of everybody. New system coming in. They get Freeman back next year. Ridley, another year of Ridley, second year. Julio Jones healthy. Austin Hooper's a nice tight end. Coleman, they're, they're going to be balling next year. And I think Ryan's going to be in that top five consideration. Well, who you got? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty I'm, – I'm similar. Mahomes, and we go – I'm still going Breeze, Watson, Luck, and then I have – Rogers slash potentially Ryan. Okay, yeah. So we're, we're how about you, Dave? I'm close with that. I, I have Mahomes, Luck, because Luck's going to add a receiver. Yeah. And I have Carson Wentz number three, and I have Drew Brees number four, and Watson number five. That's a homer pick. Wentz, absolutely. Wentz will be MVP. Wentz will be MVP of NFL next year. Wow, that's my a bold prediction. statement at the fifty six. Point five mark of episode 53. Mm-hmm. The first thing in 2019, he will be MVP. I like it. I like it. Now we go running backs. Okay, we go running backs, and again, I think it was a big, huge year for running backs. Uh, Saquon, I think, unquestionably has to be your number one. That's my opinion. I go Saquon, I go McCaffrey, I go Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, and then Todd Gurley to round out my top five. No Zeke in the five. No. All right, we're I'm, going PPR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I got. I'm going Barkley. Got to go Gurley. Sorry, you got to go him number two. I got Zeke three. What? I got McCaffrey four, and I'm going to round it out with Melvin Gordon at okay. five. Okay. Well, not too much love for C Mac, no. but that's okay. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Bar- yeah. Barkley, McCaffrey, Lev Bell, Todd Gurley, Gordon. All right, so we're he's he's with the bell factor, which is cool because you don't know. Listen, this guy can go to the Jets, he can go to the Eagles, he can go to the Colts. Uh, you know, even though they're Marlon Mack, you know, left by, listen, anything's possible. Wide receivers. Now, I picked this guy overall number one in my fantasy projections last year, and he stayed true to the game in my opinion, even though stats would say it was Devontae Adams. I go DeAndre Hopkins number one, Devontae Adams at two, Michael Thomas at three, OBJ at four, and Julio at five. I know there's some questionable picks there, but I still think Odell Beckham Jr. is a top five fantasy receiver any day of the week once he's healthy. And Julio proved this year he can score too. So uh, that, that's who I'm rolling with top five. Who you guys got? Uh, you know what? It Truthfully, it doesn't seem that much different than going into drafts last no, year. I where know. There's, I feel like there's seven guys. There is. I mean, I'm going, I'm still going Antonio Brown. Okay. Because I, th- I don't know. I'm going Antonio Brown. You don't know where he's going to be, but no. wherever he's at, he's going to right. produce. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio, 
Adams, and I, I had to put Michael Thomas in there. Uh, you got to put and, Michael but, Thomas. You know what I mean? Then you're you're leaving out OBJ. Well, the question is what you said, stay healthy. Yeah, You're right. You're right. Who you got, Dave? I got two different ones in there from what you guys talked about. I bet you I, one I, of them's number three. Come on, hit yeah. me hard. 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah, Hopkins, Beckham, T.Y. Hilton, Antonio Brown, Tariq Hill. I like that. Tyreek Hill had a great year, and T.Y. Hilton had another phenomenal year, uh, and he's just going to keep getting better. And Tyreek Hill proved that not only he's just not a gadget guy, he's an actual complete receiver this year. So uh, curious to see what he does next year. Listen, not to get long-winded here, but we got about 20 seconds left. Again, going into 2019, give us a follow at the Heat Ratio on Twitter. Go follow our page now. Get on our fan track site. The link is there. Free fantasy playoff football. Get into it. Give you something to do. Battle the boys. Okay, again, we want to thank everybody for listening in. And for me, at Ticketzilla23, for John Coker at PGHJohn36, and for Coach Dave Dixon at Coach Dixon365, want to wish everybody a happy new year. Uh, health, blessings, everything. Go Birds, and we'll see you next week.